0: Brady Bacon and Robert Ballou are putting the smack in SmackDown. Plus, does the Summer Nationals need a refresh? Hunt the Front is going promoting again, and we've got dreaded cartoon racing results. Let's go. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The Sprint Car Smackdown is coming to Kokomo Speedway this weekend for the USAC National Sprint Car Series, but the smack talk has already started this week. Robert Ballou and Brady Bacon have been having a bit of a back and forth for a while now. They had a run-in at Gas City during Indiana Sprint Week with Bacon ending up crashed. And then later that week at Lincoln Park, right as Bacon was taking the lead from Mitchell Moles with two laps ago, go, Ballou tangled with Kevin Thomas Jr., which then brought out a caution and erased Bacon's move. In his post-race interview after finishing third, Bacon referred to the madman as the Balloon Dozer. So fast forward to this week and advance of Smackdown, Baloo has released t-shirts featuring his number 12 sprint car with a bulldozer blade on the front. Uh, the blade says pushing through the BS and the headline on the shirt is the Balloon Dozer. And of course, not to be outdone, Brady Bacon dropped his Smackdown shirt yesterday, which features his 69 machine appearing to make a pass on a yellow piece of equipment has Madman across the top of the windshield and a number 12 on the side. There seems to be some discussion about the piece of equipment being a front-end loader and not a bulldozer on Bacon shirt, which even Baloo himself has commented on, but I think the point has been made either way. I like the rivalry. I like the shirts. I like the talk. Now, hopefully we'll get to see the two go wheel-to-wheel this coming weekend at Kokomo. That would pay this whole thing off very nicely. SmackDown starts Thursday, and we'll get more into that event later in the week. And I thought about bringing up this next topic on the show yesterday, but we had a lot going on after the weekend, so I pushed it to today to give it a little bit of space. Uh, I'm wondering if the Summer Nationals doesn't need some sort of refresh or format change or something to kind of bring it back to the forefront a bit. This year, things felt like they kind of limped to the end with the rainouts. Neither champion ended up running the final few races because of other shows they were competing in. Bobby Pierce ended up the late model champion, and Nick Hoffman continued his domination on the modified side. But as of today, there are still actually Summer Nationals events left on the schedule in 2022. They were supposed to run a makeup show at Thunderbird this last Saturday night, but that race was again lost to weather and officials are now looking for another date. The Herald and Review 100 at Make it has been reset for September 1st and officials have been trying to reschedule the July 15th race that was supposed to be at Farmer City, but last week they decided to nix that one completely. We did see some good racing this year with the Summer Nationals. Car counts were solid, but it just felt like there's no buzz around the series. Dirt Model Racing has become really crowded with things like the Flow Racing Series and the addition of the XR stuff, so it felt like the Summer Nationals shows kind of fell by the wayside a bit this year. And with so many options out there every week, some other series were going to take a hit, and it felt like this year it was the Summer Nationals. And they tried to do some things different with the schedule the previous two years, I think to be a little friendlier for the racers, and obviously COVID was a factor. But this year they brought it back to the traditional Hell tour setup which is just a ton of racing in a you know a very short period of time and i believe joe gotsy and peyton freeman were the only two drivers on the late model side to run every event and on top of the extra competition there were obviously other factors this year with high fuel prices and all of the tire and part shortages affecting everyone but even if uh, even with that where do you guys stand on the summer nationals right now did you tune into these races this season what are your thoughts on what could be done differently? I know the race purses are always a point of contention with people, but the series tried to address some of that this year. They added tow money uh, and extra championship funds were available depending on the number of races completed. That stuff, some of that extra points money didn't end up getting paid out uh, because they didn't run uh, you know, the full schedule 32 races. But drop me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are and what could be changed or done differently to kind of bring your attention back to the short summer series. To me, the Summer Nationals like feels like such a traditional thing. I'd hate for it to you know, lose significance or you know, something crazy would happen for it to go away completely. Not that that seems like a possibility right now, but let me know uh, where you are right now on the Hell Tour, your thoughts on what we could do differently. And I know a bunch of you out there are Hunt the Front fans, and they had some news this last week. Coming later this year in November, they will promote their second ever Super Layout model show. They're going to do a two-day event at Deep South Speedway in Alabama. The Friday prelim show will pay $5,000 to win and $500 to start, and the Saturday main event will pay $20,000 to win and $1,000 to start. The dates are November 17th through the 19th, and they'll release more information in the coming weeks about things like the rules and support division, things like that. If you might remember, the Hunt the Front guys put on the king of the sandbox last year at Southern Raceway. I believe Brandon Overton went on to win that race, if I remember correctly. And if you don't know about the Hunt the Front guys, it's the three Joiner brothers, Jonathan, Joseph, and Joshua, plus their buddy, Jesse. They started a YouTube channel back in 2019, following their dirt, lay metal team, and them traveling around to different racetracks. And they've since grown that channel to well north of 100,000 subscribers, and they've done over 40 million views. I believe at this moment, they have the largest dirt racing channel on YouTube. Check them out if you haven't before. They've actually got a pretty cool setup. They do a ton of behind the scenes stuff and, and uh, they put new videos out all the time. They've got a ton of stuff around it. They've got merch uh, and podcasts and all kinds of other stuff. So check out the Hunt the Front guys if you haven't done that yet. The iRacing World of My Laws Lay Metal Series was in action last night for round number five of the 10 race championship. I pretty regularly get comments from people telling me to stop talking about cartoon racing, but I'm not going to do that. And I think it's important to remember that this isn't just some video game. These guys are racing for real money every week. The winner of each event gets three hundred bucks. Second gets 200 and third gets 100 And then the champion at the end of the season takes home $10,000. That's not virtual money, that's real money. There are divisions of racing around this country that don't race for that kind of scratch during a normal season. It's not uncommon for these guys to have sponsors, and even people like, if you want to talk about real-life racer Chris Ferguson, you might know who Chris Ferguson is or Swindell Speed Lab, these, some of these organizations are involved with some of these teams. Uh, so people in the real world of racing are getting involved and taking notice of this stuff. Last night, the series took on Peavely, which is a newer track on the iRacing service, just added here sometime earlier in the year. Evan C. entered the night as the points leader over Kendall Tucker and Blake Majulis, and C. has been able to pull away a bit in recent weeks in the standings. In last night's feature, C. again started on the front row, but it was his teammate Majulis on the pole. The 127 of Majulis was able to take control early, and he built up a pretty good lead at points in the main event. Late in the going, though, his car started to go away, and C was able to track him down. The two were side-by-side, inside 10 to go, with C on the bottom and Majulis up top. C finally cleared the 127 with 3 to go, but then they swapped lanes. Majulis jumped to the bottom and was able to get back by and get to the lead with a couple of sliders, and then he was able to drive off to the win. C settled for second with Barrett Bishop in third. With the season halfway done now, C will uh, still leads the standings with Majulis now up to second. He's 46 points behind. Kendall Tucker is back to third. He finished 14th last night, so lost a little bit of ground to the leaders. Series will take on Kokomo next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Dervision Remember, you can watch these shows live for free. Uh, there are two shows on the streaming schedule today. dervision has weekly outlaw kart action from Millbridge, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.